On today's episode of Locked On 76ers, Philadelphia redeems themselves from their loss to Chicago on Monday in blowout fashion on Wednesday on the road. We'll get into it next. And Joel Embiid leaves the game at halftime. Should we be worried? Why we shouldn't be, maybe, next right here at Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome, you're locked on 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co host and partner, as always, live from Chicago, Keith Pompey, Inquire.com. Sixers Beat Writer. What's up, Keith? What's good, man? You how you been? Doing all right, man. Uh, good to talk to you after another win for the Sixers as they pick up win number forty nine on the campaign, and they just uh, bounce right back as a team that we looked at again, and simply say this team is pretty darn good as far as looking at the uh, season and what they've done. So forty nine wins, they remain in third place, half game back of Boston, who was off. On Wednesday night, Milwaukee played. They won, so the Sixers are still two and a half games back of the Milwaukee Bucks, but they handled their business. Pardon me, three games back of the Milwaukee Bucks, but they handled their business. They get it done, and before we get into everything, we got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers. First, listen, and remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On 76ers. Well, Keith, we got to talk about, of course, the win. Very, very lopsided from start to finish. Joel Embiid leaves the game at halftime. Should we be worried? The head coach said we shouldn't, so maybe we don't need to be. Uh, we'll see. He, he said he should be able to play on Friday. And also Doc Rivers with his team, 49-23, and 23, with 10 games now left to play on the season. We need to talk about how good of a job he's done so far this season as we get ready to head into the playoffs. But first, Keith, uh, we talk about them being a team that's a little bit different than what we've seen in the past. And while they have had 51 seasons, they've had the number one seed and have been the favorite to at least get to the Eastern Conference Finals in a number of seasons. We don't know what their fate is as of yet, but they're looking pretty, pretty good as the best team since December record wise in the NBA. And when you see a little bit of a different look to them, a different feel about them when they step on the floor, they got off to a 17-0 start to begin this game, and there was never a doubt of the Chicago Bulls coming back. Nah, not 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 whatsoever. I mean, there was one point where they got within 10 points, but then the Sixers like scored a couple layups and it was over. You know, to me, I liked it. It, it, it that was how you do have a bounce back game, right? It it was one of those things where the um where you know the sign of a champion is how do you respond the next game? And then also how do you respond to a team? And it looked like it, you know, they were tired. They played the bulls the first game. I'm talking about Monday night and the game goes to double overtime and they lose. And they came out tonight and said, you know what? We're not leaving any doubt on this one. We're going to beat y'all like y'all stole something. And that's what happened. And, um, you know, I, I felt like it was good. Like, and, and the funny thing is not funny, but, their best player or their best perimeter player wasn't playing. And they still went out there and and, and brought the wood. So 
you know, to me, this was a quality win for the 76ers. I mean, in more ways than one. And we talk about jumping on the team early and establishing that, not letting their foot off the gas. And that's what they did. They showed their mettle of how, how tough of a team they are, why this, as we've talked about many times, is different than what we've seen in the past. And it wasn't just Joel Embiid either, Keith, who we'll get to in the, in the next segment. It was a, a bunch of players just doing different things to set the tone early from P.J. Tucker with his defensive presence and knocking down a couple of shots that he had uh, early on. And DeAnthony Melton continuing to play some really good two-way basketball, starting in place of James Harden on Wednesday night, picking up three steals, having a game-high 25 points. He hit four more threes, so in the last two games, he has hit nine three-pointers and has collected a bunch of steals in these games uh, as he had six on Saturday in Indiana and had a few back at home in Philadelphia and then picking up three more on Wednesday night. His play has just been remarkable. And we talked about him on yesterday's podcast. Tyrese Maxey, 21 points, a few more three-pointers for him tonight. And Tobias Harris picking up the slack where he often does that when one of the, the players are out and you know you need some extra production from him. 20 points, nine rebounds, eight assists. And he also defended really well on the wings and on the smaller guards like Ayo Desumu when he played some big minutes. Tobias Harris was the one that was on him with his length at 6'8", 6'9", using that length to really um, to break up their to break up their flow of their offensive sets where they couldn't just make those easy entry passes to make those simple passes to guys cutting and on the move to receive the basketball from the Sumo and others. Tobias Harris was really good in this game. So contributions all around. Paul Reed played well. George Niang had 11 points. He hit some shots and um, really good performance by the team overall. Yeah, and you know what, the the one thing that reminded me of this game, and it's funny, you know, Doc Rivers is always talking about how this team reminds him of um, of the 83 championship team, right? Hmm. And sometimes he says that, he's like, come on, Doc, like, uh, bro, like, come on, man, don't do it to us, don't do it to us. But this team did remind me of this of, of the 83 team last night, and it reminded me from the aspect from people – we don't remember because it happened so long ago, but there was a point where the Sixers went to um, to Atlanta and they played the Hawks and the Hawks like went on a outscored them 44 to 30 in the fourth quarter to end up winning by like double digits. Right. Mm -hmm. And, but the crazy thing is they didn't have a back to back like that then like two teams, but the Sixers played them eight days later. And let me tell you, the Sixers laid the wood to him. I mean, just demolished them to a point where, like, the score was 40 to 11 after the first quarter. And at that point, that's when a lot of people said, this team has the heart of a champion. This team has no quit in them. And when you look at it, the 76ers did the same thing. They go and they lose to this team in double overtime. And they come out and lay the wood to them the next time they played a couple of days later. So to me, that's a major similarity to that team. Now, will it end up the same way? No one knows. But, you know, that's this is the way you bounce back. And this is like the heart of a champion that they show. Well, you take those steps. 
And if this part is, is part of those steps that we talk about to get there, then, you know, it's a pretty good showing and a pretty good sign for this basketball team and, and what they can do going forward. So really good win, really nice way to start off this, this trip, even though it's basically just an extension of the trip before with three games and a stop in Philadelphia. Good job by them to, to pick up this win. So uh, next up, we got to talk about where we mentioned all those names and what they've done. Joel and B played uh, just what, 16, 17 minutes finishing uh, with under 30 points snapping his 10 his franchise record 10 plus games of 30 plus points uh, consecutively well that wasn't because he wasn't playing well because he was playing well before uh, they came out of the locker room and he wasn't out there on the floor paul reed got the start uh, he's been playing well but he did leave had a little bit of a calf strain caused him to miss the game why we shouldn't at least it seems worry about joel and b and the cash stream. We'll get to that next right here, locked on 76ers. But first, I have to tell you about as I see how Philadelphia plays, and I told you at the top uh, of how good they were. Well, Ultimate Pro Basketball GM in Locked On NBA, I'm really excited about our new partner and sponsor of our episode today, the mobile game Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NBA GM? Sure, you have. And managing your basketball franchise? I know you have because I have as well. Well, your dream can come true, and this game is definitely for you. Manage every strategic aspect of your team like Philadelphia's coach did on Wednesday night. Play through the season and lead your team to glory. You're responsible for hiring the right coaches and assistants, trading and training players, and the way Philadelphia has been playing, I might need to trade for some of those guys. Making draft picks, navigating your franchise through free agency and the draft and all the ups and downs of the season – all of this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Pro Basketball GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want and when you want to. Um, with my team, I have a lot of wings. I have a couple of bigs, some guards, but I went wing heavy in my games that can stack up some points and pick up some Ws. And again, I might have to go get some Philadelphia players uh, for that as well. You, you should do it your listeners, and share with your friends so they can get involved too here on the Ultimate Pro Basketball GM. Locked On 76ers listeners, if you include some of your friends also, get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo Locked On in the game store. So make sure you check it out and make sure you share with your friends that again, 100% free boost courtesy of Locked On 76ers using the promo Locked On. To download the game, visit Pro Basketball gm.com scan the code or look it up on the app stores that's probasketballgm.com ultimate basketball gm start your dynasty today welcome back to locked on 76ers thank you for making locked on 76ers your first listen for your next listen check out the locked on now podcast nightly recaps of every nba game with analysis from our local experts free and available wherever you get your podcast all right keith um a little little alarming as the game was happening. 116-91 again, the final score for the Sixers over the Bulls. Joel Embiid, 16 minutes in the first half. He was five for seven from the field, two for two from the free throw line, seven rebounds, seven assists, one steal, one block, four turnovers. So high turnover first half, but it didn't matter. 12 points on the evening. Now, Keith, as he uh exited the game in the first half at one point, um, as we had it on the radio side and my broadcast partner with the team 
our guy Tom McGinnis on the radio pointed out how he could tell that Doc Rivers and had asked Joel Embiid was he okay as he was leaving the game and Embiid mouthed to him or told him that he had it was his calf so Doc kind of put his head up and put his head back turned to the Sixers trainer head trainer Kevin Johnson and kind of told him and KJ got up and did whatever he did and you know Embiid never returned when they came out of the locker room you being in the building what was it like first sitting there as a guy who's covering the team wondering why Paul Reed is starting and not Joel Embiid I mean it was one of those things where you reach out to people like what's happening and and every and the thing is that people were quiet like no one was saying anything <laughs> so you so you're saying to yourself like yo what's going on and like you know like why aren't you saying it? Like typically when a guy gets hurt or gets injured, right. you know, as soon as they get ruled out, you get a notification. But this one was like, no one was saying anything like whatsoever. And, and, and you knew that they knew like, but it, it was just one of those things. No one said anything. So to me, it was like, you know, I saw them reach over and grab his calf and all this. And I wasn't really concerned, but at the same time with his injury history and with so much at stake this season, you know, it was kind of mind boggling to me that the information didn't get, um, wasn't, you know, wasn't uh, given to the media or, or even the television uh, partners early. You know what I mean? Because it was like a point where you look at social media and everyone was panicking everyone was panicking so i'm still kind of shocked and amazed that the sixers and i feel like they they fell asleep on the switch by something so small um basically uh taking forever to get it out and sometimes when it's something like that and you hear you like well are y'all telling the truth because what took you so long to relay the information so to me I, I don't know. It wasn't a panic with me, but at the same time, I just, I was just mind. Um, it was just mind blowing to me that it took them better or uh, nearly a whole half to just say that he messed up his calf. All right. So once you did find out after the game and you guys asked right there in the press conference, I heard your question. I heard a couple of other questions in regards to this, including James Harden. Uh, how, how did you feel once uh, Doc Rivers shared the information and said that he should be available to play on Friday? I mean, it, like it was weird talking about Harden or, or Embiid. Embiid, Embiid. I mean, you know, it was one of those like, oh, okay. But my thing is, if if how do you know he's going to be able to play on Friday if it's his calf, right? Like, well, what steps does he have to take? You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's precautionary, like, is it that easy? So, but when Doc said what he said, it all sound like it sound good, right? And then Embiid was like, "It depends on how I feel, how I progress." Okay, and so he did talk. Okay, yeah, Embiid did talk. Yeah, he talked. Like he was in the locker room. He was he was actually the first guy to talk in the locker room, right? So he said it basically depends on how I feel. He said, "I said, yo, man, you had everybody going crazy on Twitter." He said, "Yeah, that's Philly, right? They we all go crazy over everything." But um, you know he, but you know he he says he's fine. It was precautionary, but it's also one of those things where he has to feel 
feel, you know, it depends on how he feels. Now, the one thing that we do know, they do expect James Harden to play, right? And it's but, a good sign that Harden was on the on the bench. Yeah, it's a great sign. But he's probably ain't, he's not going to play in back to backs. So that's so he'll play in one of the two. What, yeah, what so they, they're saying they're, they're saying they're saying it's going to be um, against Golden State. That's what they're saying for now. But yeah, he's not going to play in 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 the in the. Uh, Phoenix. In the back-to-back, yeah, in the Phoenix, or at least one of them. Well, so. it makes sense because if it's Friday, they play Friday and Monday. You give them Saturday and Sunday off. Yeah, Monday that makes a lot of sense. And Denver play against the Nuggets. So that makes sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. A lot yeah, of that sense. makes sense. Now, as far as the calf goes, um, while we don't focus on the, the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, but we do talk about the NBA when big things happen. Carl Anthony Towns returned last night. And Keith, as we talk about Joel Embiid in this calf, Carl Anthony Towns has been out for months dealing with the calf strain uh, or um, issue that he had. And it caused him to miss a lot of games. And he finally came back last night, scored 20 points and had a decent game in his return. And while it's not that serious, it was pretty ironic that Embiid suffered this little, you know, minor setback in the game. Well, Carl Anthony Towns did come back and he was out for a few weeks while dealing with that very injury. So I just want to make sure that I had um, I knew it was the calf. I just want to make sure that I have the right terminology. So I'm not just saying anything in there. One point when over Atlanta um, Towns came back and uh, he had let me see. I'm just trying to check it out. But um yeah he he came back after dealing with the calf injury and uh it, it's something that we i don't think we have to worry about it like they like they had to but mm-hmm. um it can be a problem basically yeah, can yeah be a problem. I, I agree it, i agree uh, but well, maybe, maybe it's not you know the same but like you know it's just something that that's why I said, how are you definite that he's going to play on on uh, Friday? And, you know, because the thing is, you just want to make sure that he's 100% healthy. That's all. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the one thing that I do know is he wants his award. And in order to, to get that award, he has to play. <laughs> and uh, the maximum amount of games that he can play is 69 based on the games that he has already missed. Ten games left, he'll play. In all of these games, he'll play. Okay, as long so he, as he has to play in all those games in order to get the to get the, the scoring. Well, time. look, you as a voter, you don't mind certain numbers, but he'll be at sixty nine, maybe sixty eight, sixty seven is not a big deal, especially with the voters like yourself seeing how the season is going. Oh, believe but, me, I, I I put that in account too. How many games you miss? I do. Yeah, so yes. 69 would be his max if he plays these final 10 games. Yep, so there's that. All right, well, when we come back, we got to talk about the orchestrator of all of this. While the players are doing their part on the floor, there's a guy on the sidelines who's executing, I mean, who's drawing up things and calling things and making sure they're good to go for them to execute and win these games. Why Doc Rivers has done a fantastic job this season thus far while we get ready for the final 10 games, the stretch and get ready for the playoffs. We'll get into that next final segment right here, Locked On 76ers. 
You know, before we talk about Doc Rivers and the phenomenal job that he's doing this season, um, I, I want to talk to you guys about FanDuel. And what about FanDuel? I want to talk about the NCAA tournament. You know, the NCAA tournament is heating up, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you compile um, your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you get your FanDuel.com backslash locked on. That's FanDuel.com backslash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Welcome back. Locked on 76ers, Keith Pompey, Divine Givens, Doc Rivers. 49, 23 through the 70 game, pardon me, through these 72 games. And he has done a really nice job, Keith, with his basketball team. Not much heat coming his way as of late since they've had the record that we've talked about a number of times since December on this podcast. You've been around him. You've seen him uh, back in Chicago for his uh, back in his hometown of Chicago last night in their victory. Keith, um, I mean, he's just done a nice job, man. I, I don't I don't know what else to say. How about you? What do you think? Uh, having heard a lot from fans, Sixer fans, that have been calling for his job these last few months. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I spoke to Dr. J, and I'm doing a story on it. Into, uh, and this actually is coming out this morning on Enquire.com. And Dr. J was, had a lot of huge things about him. He said that this is Doc Rivers' team. He said he has control of it. He's doing everything. He talked about a coach job. I mean, a tough job it is to have. And that, you know, he's he's doing well with it. I mean, I think when you look at Doc, you know, there was a knock and there was a time when people said his in-game adjustments were horrible. You know, they, they questioned um, uh, other situations that he he may have struggled in. But when you look at it, a lot of these adjustments, now it wasn't this way. I'm not going to say everything was smooth sailing in the beginning, mm -hmm. but a lot of his adjustments like recently, since they've been on this nice little run, this nice little stretch have been phenomenal. I mean, I'm going to give you a prime and, and even his timeouts, the time that he calls them. I mean, I give an example when they played the Indiana Pacers, they were down like 12 to four. He calls a timeout. They respond with a 14-0 run. Game over. And, and, and what I mean by that is Indiana never never led again. So, you know, I, I think that Doc is making adjustments. We look at how the defense is, and he does have a defensive coach. But at the same time, sometimes they struggle. They come out with that zone. You know, I, I feel like his lineups have even gotten better, you know, especially at the start of the um, – the start of the fourth quarter, that lineup that he has out there. And so it just seems to me that, you know, this might be one of Doc Rivers' better coaching performances. At least it is since he's been here 
with the Sixers. So, you know, he doesn't get a lot of accolades. And, and, and I can understand why, because from the outside looking in, you got Maxi and All-Star and waiting. You have Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid, the most dominant player in the NBA. You have James Harden, who's putting up numbers um, that no other 76ers point guard has put up. But at the end of the day, is Doc Rivers the one that's meshing all these egos and personalities? And, and I think that he's doing a phenomenal job. I agree. Um, he's he's done a tremendous job. And uh, the way that he has handled things with this team, the rotations, the lineups, to your point, timeouts. He even had one last night when Chicago was trying to make that run that you were talking about, not when they got the 10, because that was a little bit earlier in the game. You know, it was in the second half with no Embiid and Chicago. I think they scored maybe four points, but he saw a moment where it was like, okay, let's nip this in the bud right now, timeout. And that was a good – it was an early timeout, but it was a good one because it settled them down. He had to – he relayed the message that he needed to relay, and they came right out again, Keith, and they just simply did what they did throughout the entire night, which is to just continue to put their foot on the gas and not let up there. So – he had to regroup, make sure that they regrouped, understood what they needed to do, whatever they saw, the communication, it was there. Helping Tyrese Max become a better point guard whenever they need him out there handling the ball the way that he does. Trying to find ways for Tobias Harris to get involved too, where we've talked about him a number of times and what they need to do. He's pressed a lot of really good buttons. Throughout the baseball season when we talked about the Phillies and you know, Rob Thompson making changes and Keith, we would talk about those things off the air, pressing all the right buttons, getting that team to the World Series. Nick Sirianni locally doing all the right things and pressing the right buttons to get them to the Super Bowl. As you mentioned earlier, we don't know where this one is going to end up. But Doc Rivers right now at least seems to be pressing all the right buttons. And that should make people feel maybe not all the way in, but a little comfortable going into the start of the postseason where there's a belief and some hope that the things that got in the way that we would point at him, especially in that Atlanta series, that was his fault. And maybe even some last season in the Miami series in that second round where you could point the finger at Doc Rivers. Maybe those things won't happen this season because he has a really good pulse of what this basketball team is. The uh, lineups, as you mentioned, the matchups that could be there. And that goes to the front office and we can get to them on another episode, but he has done a tremendous job this season. There's no reason for people not to, at least regular season wise, not have buying in, not buying in on what he's done. Yeah. Yeah. I agree, bro. I agree. Well, listen, man, they're giving us a lot of stuff to talk about. They're giving fans a lot of things to be excited about. And as we are now 10 games away from the end of the regular season, we can now look ahead to the postseason and still try to, again, see where they end up, whether it's the two seed, number one seed, or stay in the third spot, wherever it might be. This team has given the fans a lot of hope of what this, this one, again, might be different. Well, that'll do it for us, and we thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day on our next episode. We'll talk about maybe a little bit of what some of the other players are doing uh, with this uh, with this opportunity that they have had, Paul Reed and so many others. Now make your second list Locked On NBA, Locked On Experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, do you mind letting the good folks know where they can find us, man? 
like my man D just said, wherever you can get the podcast, you can get this podcast and it's free and available. But once you go to our YouTube channel, yes, our YouTube channel is back as you can see us. <laughs> um, what you need to do is you need to click on that Liberty Bell and you become a, a subscriber by doing that. Also, you get alerts whenever we have new podcasts out. But tonight, you got to listen to my man D from 10 to midnight on 97.5 FM. Also, make sure you do yourself a favor and give my man a follow at DivineG975 on Twitter. That's DivineG975 on Twitter. For y'all at the YouTube channel, you can look at it and you can see it, you know, right underneath his name, right underneath him. Uh, Devon G975. You can follow me on Twitter at Pompey on Sixers, and you can read my article about Doc Rivers and my observations and takeaways from last night's game on Enquire.com. And oh, just let y'all know, people for Temple, I feel sorry for y'all, but Sam Cassell is not going to take that job. He's not going to interview for the job. They acquired about him but uh, he's staying put with the 76ers. Damon Stoudemire left the Boston Celtics, went to Georgia Tech. Sam Cassell not making a similar move. So tough to see our guy Aaron McKee not be able to finish things off in a positive way. So we'll see where he rebounds, but Sam Cassell will not be taking his place. All right, Keith, thanks, man. Appreciate it as always. Thanks, everybody, for watching and listening here on the podcast. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, man. Peace.